0: Today and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking some buy low candidates, some players that are struggling that you might be able to get for a bargain. Let's go! Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to hey, Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. The prime change with no Today and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Today we are going to be going through some buy low uh, candidates and players that have struggled to start the season. Um, we're going to be talking about how much I'm worried about each player. What I think kind of a, a level of play you should be offering in your trades, and what you should expect moving forward, and why they're ranking or why their uh, owner might be panicking on these players. Um, I will say again, guys, if you are not already, please go over to Twitter and make sure you guys are following me at Ball Boys NBA. Dropping a lot of, uh, I hope knowledge, um, <laughs> over, over on the Twits at the moment, trying to give out, um, as much information, advice as I can over there. It's the easiest and quickest way for you to see all of the good stuff and opinions that I have over there. If there's a, something that happens, for example, like Damien Lillard going down with apparently a strained calf, uh, tonight or today, um, So, uh, again, for me, to me, that means that Shaden Sharp is definitely an ad in deeper leagues. Sometimes even in a 12-team league, I think it might be an okay speculative ad. If not, definitely a watch um, uh, he would be the guy that I think benefits the most out of those guys, apart from the guys that are already owned in terms of Anthony Simons. I think is obviously a clear winner if, uh, Lillard was to miss time. Hard to know exactly how much time he will miss, or if any, he'll miss at this stage. It's, um, it's one of those ones that it could be a couple of weeks. It could be several months. If it turns out to be his Achilles, it could be the whole season. So. Um, not great news, um, but obviously we are still waiting for more information when it comes to Damian Lillard. So, all of my instant reactions again. Follow me over on Twitter at Boys NBA. But let's get stuck into today's show. Uh, we've got the buy low shows. I've got seven guys here for you guys to consider. See if you can throw out some trades. Look, sometimes they're super obvious. Sometimes they're not. Um, and again, the the art of the buy low is not only just identifying um, which players are obviously buy lows, but how how to execute them. The narrative you're going to throw out to the uh, manager of those players. What kind of value are you going to give them? Are you going to be packaging a couple of players together? Are you going to be, um, you know, doing a one for one? Or what's your strategy and, and how you're going to approach it? See if you can package some of the sell highs, which we're going to go through in the next podcast, um, and and go for the buy lows with those players. Lots of different avenues to do it, but we'll talk through them all. So, let's get stuck in. First player that we're going to talk about here is Drew Holiday. Now, Drew Holiday, if I just look him up right now, is currently, if I uh, just find him, he struggled the first couple of games, or at least definitely had a a very big struggle in the first game. Played better in the second game. This most recent game, he wasn't too bad, although... um, it, it was still very poor from the field. He's currently the 100th ranked player in fantasy basketball. Uh, I'll say this right off the bat here, guys. The rankings at the moment are wacko. <laughs> don't... Uh, if if I was to give advice to anyone, if, if I'm reading out these players that are by lows and you have them on your team, don't worry about the rankings. There is so much still to go under the bridge. Some teams, some games... Uh, sorry, players have only played three games or four games. Um, There is so many wild and wacky things to change so far this season. Um, Steals, percentages, turnovers, all of those things are going to wildly fluctuate the rankings at the moment. So what I want you more so to pay attention to is the actual stats and what they're going to be doing and what they are compared to what you thought they were going to be. So the rankings, whilst Drew, again, he's ranked 100 so far this season. Um, the biggest thing here, he's shooting 31% from the field. Drew is normally a much better field goal percentage guy. In fact, it's one of his strengths as a point guard. Last year, he shot 50% from the field. Um, so you can nearly go ahead and double that. Not quite, but nearly. Um, so 13 points, 1.33s. 1.3 rebounds. He's still averaging 7.3 assists, 1.3 steals, and 1.3 blocks. It's literally only the field goal percentage. He's had two games so far where he has... um Yeah, stunk it up from the field. The first game, shot 13%. Uh, Yikes, that's not going to happen again. Uh, And then the last game today, he shot 27.8%. Still put up 15, 7, and 4 with two steals, a 3, and a block. Excellent um, other numbers, but the field goal percentage is really dragging his numbers down. So for me, he's a pretty textbook buy low. I see him as a... uh, a pretty safe-ish top 35, top 30 guy. I drafted him in the third round in the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball as a guy that I really felt confident in. Um, I like the steals that he provides, the assists. I think he's going to score, you know, high teens, maybe even close to 20 points per night. Um, I think, obviously, the efficiency, he's been a high 40s, um, uh, sometimes 50% from the field guy as a point guard. That's super valuable. So, for me, easy, easy buy low. I'd be very comfortable throwing anyone inside the top 50 at Drew Holiday and see if I can get, um, you know, I prob- you probably don't even need to go that far because he was a guy that was probably falling into the 40s in some leagues and some drafts as well. So... If you want to throw a top seventy guy, a top sixty five player, um, absolutely, I think you could you could make that work. Let's see if we can find some names. In, um, in the rankings and, and, and players that I think you should be able to execute a buy low. Look, if you throw out someone like, even like a Jalen Brunson, I'd be very happy to ch- trade Jalen Brunson for a Drew Holiday. He's going to give you pretty much the exact same things, except uh, Brunson's not going to give you the steals that uh, a Drew Holiday is going to give you. So that's pretty nice. I would be very happy to throw out a Bojan Bogdanovich. He's currently the 35th ranked player. Don't know if that would actually work, but it could be worth a try. Tyler Hero is someone you could absolutely throw out. He's a he's a name. He scores points. He's put up some big lines so far, so maybe that might get it done. Um, Josh Hart is is inside the top fifty. Don't again. Don't know if it's going to happen, but absolutely someone I would pull the trigger on. Um, scrolling down the list here, some guys. Again, I don't want to reveal my sell high players, but. <clears throat> Those kind of players, I think absolutely no worries uh, making that trade with a lot of those guys. Um, and again, a lot of the sell-high guys, which we will go through in tomorrow's podcast, or, or maybe even I'll, I'll schedule it to later today. I'll, I'll see how we go for time. But I think that Drew Holiday is a pretty textbooks uh, buy low, and it is literally just the field goal percentage. When that comes up to 45, between 45 and 50%, which I 100% expect it to do, um, he is someone who's going to rock it up. 70 spots in the rankings and uh, feel pretty confident about that. The next guy we're going to go through here is a guy that I've seen people um, seen people panicking on Twitter and um, even some analysts very um, are nervous about him. I know that he was a guy that Josh Lloyd was selling. Uh, at least he wasn't saying he was a first round guy and that to me is Carl Anthony Towns. I think is an easy buy low target at the moment. Now, I guess the question here is how low should you go? Um, Where are we going to see Carl Anthony Town rank this season? So, I guess, so if we look at his stat line at the moment, he's the 57th ranked player so far through five games, averaging 35 minutes per game. So, minutes are the same as normal. 20 points, two threes, seven and a half rebounds, five assists, 0.6 0.6 steals, 0.2 blocks, 45% from the field, 96 from the line. So, and 3.6 turnovers. So, I guess the the biggest there's a couple of things here. He is not scoring as much, okay? Um, that's that's being affected by his field goal percentage, which is down uh, from 53% last year to 45% this season. I expect that, that will rise. We were a little concerned about his field goal percentage going down with the increased maybe attempt rate from three this season, but I don't think it's going to go down that far. So from 53%, I would expect it to be in the high 40s at the worst, so 48, 49%. So that can make a bit of a tick up and that might get a bit closer to to maybe 22 to 23 points per game. Okay, so there's a bit of increase from there. I also think the blocks are not going to remain at 0.2. Again, it was something that we potentially expected to drop with Rudigo Bear coming back. So, um, and then the same with the rebounds as well. So all of these things, I think, have scope to improve. Now, what you can do, I think, and why I think Carlton Towns is a buy low is because you can roll out the narrative of Rudy Gobert affecting his stats. Um, you can you can quote someone like a Josh Lloyd, who's obviously a very influential uh, fantasy uh, person out there, and I agree with a lot of his takes. And, and whilst Carlton Towns might not be a first-round guy, in terms of the centers and the big guys out there, he's probably still going to be a top two or three guy. There's Joel Embiid. I don't know, do you call Giannis a center? I know he's center eligible on fan tracks, but uh, you've then got Carl Anthony Towns and, and those are your two they're your two big guys. That like they're the only guys that are gonna be Anthony Davis, maybe, but you know, his injury concerns and free throw issues are, are there as well. So you are just not gonna get big um, center players that are gonna rank inside the top twenty, really, the, the this this anymore because There's just not that value in the NBA, especially if you're a team that's maybe punting field goal percentage, punting blocks. Carlton Towns is very valuable with this ability. He's averaging five assists, guys. That's really good. He's averaging two threes. He's shooting 96 from the free throw line. These are really, really valuable and 20 plus points per night. It's really valuable from his center position. So I want to just stress that like, even though the ranking, he might not rank as a first round player. His positional eligibility in certain builds, um, the out of position stats that he provides you, when you are punting field goal percentage or you are punting blocks or something like that, these are very very valuable things to have as that uh, from that position because you might be out there in a team like me, like the Locked On Fantasy Basketball, relying on uh, Brook Lopez and relying on. Um, Santi Aldama, who have gone pretty well, by the way, so far. But if I could have a Carl Anthony Towns there as my centre, and maybe, yes, I have to give up someone, it, it would be really, really valuable for a team like mine in that situation because uh, it wouldn't be necessarily as much of a waste of that position compared to others. So I think that he is definitely still someone, if I'm in that kind of a build, I'd be happy to give up someone inside, maybe, maybe a top 30, top 35 player. Some guys are panicking out. Out there uh, again. Let's go through some of the names of the players that would be happy to give up to get a Carl Anthony Towns. Um, again, I'm, I'm trying not to give away some of my sell high candidates uh, for for next week. But let's say, okay, Shea Gildas Alexander. Yeah, actually, look, maybe, again, if you're really needy for some of those particular stats, you could do it, and if you were super worried about the shutdown, then Shea is someone that you could throw out there, but, you know, you could beat him. Um, Donovan Mitchell is someone I'd very happily trade for Kyle Anthony Towns, no questions about it. Um, Fred Van Vliet is someone who I'd happily trade. I'd happily trade Brooke Lopez that I mentioned before, who's currently the 24th ranked player, doesn't probably happen, of course, uh, but definitely would be happy to do that. Um, I'd be happy to trade Nikola Vucevic, who's the 29th ranked player. Easily, very, very keen to do that. I'd be happy to trade DeMar DeRozan, who's been playing really well. I'd be happy to trade... Um, Jalen Brown who's the 27th ranked player and is obviously a, a name recognisable player um, all of those kind of guys that kind of level of talent I'd be happy to, to trade for I can't think Towns or someone who might be panicking and I have seen it guys I have seen a lot of panic on Twitter And um, but in saying that if you do have him if you were the team that drafted him remember why you drafted him you drafted him for the threes the assists from the centre position the good free throw percentage he's still going to score you 22 23 points per night I think the re will come back up. Um, the blocks, maybe they settle into under a block per game, but they should still be at point eight, point nine. Um, the field goal percentage I expect to not necessarily be a huge negative. It might not be a big positive. Um, it might not be a big source of his value, but... It's not going to hurt you. I don't think it's going to be something that really drags his value down. So I think he's still very solid. I still think he's probably, I would put him as a lock as a top 24 player. So he should be at least able to provide you second round value, in my opinion. And just the ability to put that as a center eligible player. There's not many guys that can do it. So for me, I'm still buying low on Carl anthony Towns. Speaking of centers, Bam Adebayo is our next sell, uh, sorry, by low. Now, Bam is currently, if I just wait for his ranking to load here, he is currently the 119th ranked player so far. Sorry, sorry, that was totals. 151st ranked player in fantasy basketball. He's averaging 14.6 points, no threes, 8.4 rebounds, 2.8 assists, under a steal, And half a block on 47 and 86% shooting splits with 3.8 turnovers. So, um, the points are well down to what we expected last year. He averaged 19. He's, you know, four and a half points off that at the moment. The rebounds are down a couple. Uh, Even the assists are down when they were down last year. The steals are down... um, everything's really down for him. The minutes are higher than what they were last season, so there's a few people panicking out there. I think that this is just a case of small sample size at the moment. He's not someone that I think has lost a step. I think he's still a really, really good player. There's not a lot of depth at the front court for this Miami Heat team, so I think they're going to lean on him for heavy minutes, and I still consider him someone to be a top 40 player in in fantasy basketball circles, especially if you're a punt threes team, if you're a team that Maybe you're punting um, uh, blocks. He's someone that maybe doesn't get a lot of his value and can fill that center position for you and still give you some decent steals, um, some rebounds and assists uh, from the center position. So I think that he is still someone that, again, we... We worried last year with the uh, acquisition of Kyle Lowry that he was going to drop. He was, he was going in the second round last year. I pushed back on that a little bit. Um, but he's still a really good fantasy player. So I, I view him still as a top 40 player, and I don't really see any reason as to why he would fall out of that. I think from memory, he was like the 39th ranked player last season. But again... You take into account his strengths. You take into account the fact that he's not giving you any threes. So if you're punting that category, he's instantly a top 20 guy in that kind of a build. So he's someone that still has a lot of value. And I think that there is... Um, the, the, the players that I listed before for Carlton Towns may be outside of... Um, someone like a Donovan Mitchell, maybe I wouldn't do that. Um, maybe someone outside of Fred Van Vliet, I wouldn't do that. But your players like Brooke Lopez, your players like a Jalen Brown, Um, I would go uh, as as far as to say you could trade someone like a Tyler Hero, which we mentioned before, who's the 40th ranked player. Uh, I would trade a Michael Porter Jr., who's shooting really well so far. I mean, he just sat out a game, which is a bit concerning because of his back. Um, Josh Hart, who we've mentioned before. All of these guys, I'd be very happy to trade for a, um, a Bam Adebayo. The, the way I view him has not really changed compared to the preseason. So if you want to go ahead and look at where I had him ranked in the uh, preseason guide, if you're a member of com, um, that's basically still how I view him this season. Um, so those are a couple of big guys for you. Our next guy is a bit of a hype guy and maybe a bit of a hype guy gone wrong. Cade Cunningham is a buy low for me. Now, Cade was coming into the season with some lofty expectations from fantasy managers. Um, You know, first pick of the draft, coming into his second season, we expected him to take a step up. It was really good to go down the stretch of the season last year. He did put in a good game today, so it might be a little bit harder to do the buy low now than it was yesterday. I hope I'm not a day too late, but I still think... There is scope to buy low because of what people were expecting from Cade. He was a second round pick for most people who got him, sometimes a third round pick. I still expect him to be a top 30 guy, especially in a punt turnovers. So. His ranking by not ever actually get to that second round level, uh, if you're looking at nine category rankings, but a lot of the times when you're having a player like Cade Cunningham, it pushes you into a punt turnovers, a punt field goal percentage build, and in that kind of a build, he is probably a top 20 guy. So um, it depends, I guess, on what you're doing with your team, but I think that he's still going to do pretty much what we expected. Um, Jaden Ivey's been better than we sort of thought, so maybe does that affect his assists a little bit? They've been down. Um, a touch so far this season. He's averaging six assists on the year, whereas last season uh, I guess he was five point five last year. So you know maybe there was some hope that that went up to seven or eight assists, being the dominant ball handler. But you know he, he's still kind of doing his thing. The twenty points per game, maybe you, you'd hope that would have gone up a bit higher. The threes at one point six, not uh, incredible. It's the field goal percentage, shooting forty percent from the field. I don't think he's going to be that bad. Last year, he was 41.6%. So if we look at that as his absolute floor, you would expect that second year in the NBA, he would be improving on that. I, I would have expected him to be sort of like a, a mid-40s guy, 44, 45% from the field. And I think that that can push his points up to closer to that 23, 24 points per night. The threes up over two per game. Um, and, and the free throw percentage is also down slightly as well. Uh, and, and again, he's, he's turning the ball over a lot, but if you've got Cade, I think you just punt that turnovers and you don't really care about that. And uh, and that kind of a build, he he, to me, is still a second-round guy. So I think... Again, similar to Bam, I haven't really changed my opinion too much on him. Maybe we were a bit too gung ho if we were drafting him inside the top twenty. I think I had him in my rankings at like twenty-three or twenty-four. So at the end of that second round, and a lot of the times he was already gone by then. So perhaps we were a bit too excited. I I think the reason he was going early a lot of times as well because there was there were a few guys in that second round that had legitimate injury concerns, players like Kawhi Leonard, uh, players like Kyrie Irving, sometimes people chose to pass on him, Anthony Davis, Fred Van Vliet scared off a few people as well, so... A lot of people chose to draft him over some of those guys that had those injury concerns. Jimmy Butler is another one that comes to mind. Um, and, and, and there's some merit to that. But if you were that person and you drafted him because of that reason and you wanted someone a bit more trustworthy, well, then don't trade him away now because you haven't had a chance to use that to your advantage and take the value there. Where, you know, Kawhi Leonard, there are injury concerns at the moment. Jimmy Butler, you know, is going to be sitting games at some point. So now is not the time to trade Cade if you have him. But but a lot of people are a little worried and maybe worried that they made a mistake by going too early on him. Um, so you can maybe use that to your advantage and get him for a top 40 guy uh, or a top 50 guy, I think is definitely within the realms of possibility because, you know, sometimes people might panic and think that, okay, they're not taking a step forward. Um, you can make the most out of that and just say that, hey, Jaden Ivey's coming in, use that narrative. Ivey's taking away his value. He's 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 going to be the ball handler. He's the guy. Um, you know, Cade's going to just do what he did last year. If you want to throw the turnovers in there, say he was like the 90th ranked. Playout last season. Use that in your negotiations. Again, big recommendation for everyone out there. Don't just send off a trade and don't do anything with it, message the owner, have a conversation, ask what they're looking for, try and get into their head a little bit, use the narrative to your advantage, because I think that's the most effective way to uh, at least give you the best chance to execute these buy lows. And you only really need one really good buy, buy low uh, in a season to really put you in the driver's seat, because those those big trades can really um, put you in, a, in a, a good spot for success. You don't need to be buying low on every single guy that struggles at any point in the season, so you only really need one good one. All right, we've got three more to get through here, guys. Uh, The next guy here, Alperen-Shangun, to me is definitely a buy low. Now, I will preface this one to say that I am a little worried about Alperen-Shangun, and I think I have said so um, thus far, but I do think that he will be better than what he has shown this far. Now, I think from memory, I think I had him around 63, 64 in my rankings um, at the end of the preseason. I think I might have even had him in the top 60 at one point. Dropped him back um, after some uh, poor performances in the preseason. Um, just checking myself on the hype a little bit. And I don't think he's going to get there. I think the all the stuff of him coming off the bench, um, the, the fact he's playing just 24 minutes a night so far, the usage hasn't been super high, and he's actually doing he's the 174th ranked player and he's he is actually shooting 58% from the field so that there's definitely scope for that to come down fairly significantly so I don't, I don't view him the same way anymore. I don't think he's a top 70 guy anymore. I think that you're probably better off viewing him as a top 85 kind of a player, top 90 guy, with the potential upside that he gets to those things if the Rockets eventually figure it out and they, um, stop dicking around and playing Bruno Fernando and Usman Garuba as they're starting or at least give him the 30 minutes that he needs um, to be fantasy viable. So I think there are a lot of people panicking with him coming off the bench, rightfully so. It's not something we expected when we drafted him. So a lot of people out there will be... Uh, I've had people asking me, what What are we doing, Shangun? Are we dropping him? So go and throw someone who's just outside the top 100 or a guy who's basically uh, hovering around that 100 uh, sort of mark or outperforming it, and and I think you might be able to get yourself a good bargain. So, and again, I'll go through some examples. Let's have a look at the rankings here of players that I would happily throw out there to trade for Alperen Sengun. Um, I'd be happy to trade... Um, I'd be happy to trade Grant Williams for Alpera and Shengun. I'd be happy to offer someone like a Santi Aldama 100%. He's the hot sort of name at the moment. He's got limited value, but sign me up for Shengun for Santi Aldama any day of the week. Uh, my guy, Trey Murphy, He's he's been really, really impressive, but throw me Alpera and Schengen for Trey Murphy any day of the week. I'd be happy to throw someone out, Um, like an Ayo Sumnu who's had some hot and cold games. All of those may be like hot names that people have grabbed off the waiver wire or or late round draft picks. Uh, I would happily go and trade them for an Alperen Sengun who I think eventually the Rockets will see the light of day and uh, and give him more minutes, give him more usage. Um, But... I am obviously revising where I thought he was. So again, not viewing him as a top 60 65 player anymore. I think he is more of a top 85 to 90 guy um, with a little bit of frustration, I think, for the next few weeks. Um, The next guy here, Cam Johnson. He is legitimately getting dropped in leagues. Um, So offer your worst player for Cam Johnson, your top two worst players for Cam Johnson he was a top 100 player last year in under 26 minutes per night he is now playing good minutes on the Suns the shots aren't going down he's typically a very efficient shooter so that is one of his strengths that is not there at the moment um, but let me have a look last year yeah last year the 94th ranked player in 26.2 minutes um, it was two threes it was the 46% from the field 86 from the line doesn't turn the ball over he got you nearly a steal in that time as well. Decent enough rebounds for that time. So when the guy's going to be playing 30 plus minutes per night, I can pretty much lock him in as a top 100 guy. He's probably going to be by a nine category metric, a top 80, top 70 guy. Um, It's boosted by low turnovers and efficient shooting. So if that doesn't really appeal to you, then whatever. But I still think that he's going to be much, much better than this. He's someone that... um, yeah, just just hasn't really had a chance to to blow up so far this season. He's only had one game where he shot over 47% from the field. The others have all been pretty poor. A couple of them limited um uh, one game limited by by foul trouble, one of them where he was sort of hurt and and didn't get back onto the court very much and only played 22 minutes. The most recent game, played 33 minutes in that one, and uh, I think that that's very, very encouraging, and I would be very happy to go. If he's on the waiver wire, absolutely scoop him up. If there's someone out there who's got him there, absolutely panicking, I can guarantee you that. Um, so offer your worst or, or second-to-worst last player, and I think that you will get yourself a good bargain. So Cam Johnson, to me, is a very achievable Buy low candidate, and the last guy here. I'm going to leave this podcast on a bit of a controversial one, and it's almost like a it's almost like a question, um, uh, just something to to think about. And and I don't really know how I feel about this guy. There's a lot of unknowns, but as a buy low candidate, Kawhi Leonard could be a really good option. Um, now. He is is currently seeking advice for some stiffness in his knee. There's some reports. I think there was a, rep- a report from the Athletic that he wanted to play through the stiffness, but the team held him out. Um, so you know that makes us think that maybe it's precautionary. But there's a lot of always some weirdness surrounding Kawhi Leonard and his injury rehab. So there is a level of panic out there in the fantasy community, and I. Understand and can and can empathise with that one. He is someone that I don't have anywhere personally, but um, there was obviously the coming off the bench. The minutes restrictions are all extremely, extremely frustrating. I had someone on Twitter today tell me that they were seriously considering a trade from uh, for Tobias Harris uh, in exchange for Kawhi Leonard. They had Kawhi, and someone offered them Tobias Harris, and they were very heavily considering it. So this is the kind of level of panic people have. Um, so if you can get uh, Kawhi Leonard, my number one bust candidate for the season, um, and you can trade him for, for Kawhi, then a hundred percent you do it. One hundred percent, I would be going out and offering some guys around that one hundred, around that top ninety mark. It's it's a gamble. I don't I don't necessarily think that this is like a kind of he's he's re injured himself. He's going to be out for the season. It doesn't seem that way to me. Um, so I think it's a good risk to take. I wouldn't necessarily be offering anyone in the top 50 for him. By no means am I doing that because there is a lot of downside. There's a lot of headaches that come with Kawhi. But if I have someone who's got real, no real upside, I'm not really going to miss him on my team. He's got replaceable things like a Tobias Harris, like a Jeremy Grant, or just one of those kind of players that they just do a whole lot of eh- then I would be 100% happy to make the trade and go and grab Kawhi Leonard. Uh, He was actually traded in the 30 Deep Dynasty League uh, for the Fantasy Basketball International uh, League that I'm in for a Brandon Ingram, which I thought was a really interesting trade. I actually probably... I think the the poll that was out on Twitter today was very lopsided in favor of Brandon Ingram. I am I denied a bit which way I'd prefer. I think in the weekly changes league format that it is, I prefer someone like a Brandon Ingram, just because uh, when you some weeks when you only have Kawhi Leonard for one or two games with rests and things like that, it can be very very difficult in that kind of a format. But um, yeah, it's it's something that I think there is a lot of panic out there and you can easily capitalize on something like that uh, for sure. So throw out Carl Kuzma, you know, throw out someone like... Um I don't know, who, who had a good game? Caleb Martin had a great game today. Maybe it doesn't get it done. Uh, maybe you throw out someone like a Mikhail Bridges if you're in a head-to-head format. Um, you know, some, some of these kind of real solid, sturdy players that if someone on the other side of things is panicking, they want someone real safe, they, they just gravitate towards uh, a Tobias Harris, a Mikhail Bridges, um, one of those types, uh, Franz Wagner or something like that. I would be throwing out those kind of players and seeing if I can get a Kawhi, Look, it is a risk, so you have to understand that there is that element of risk when you're making that trade, but I think that at that kind of a price, the risk is 100% worth the reward because it can really swing the tide of your fantasy season around if um, if you catch the break so wanted to end on that one there let me know what your thoughts are are you someone who has Kawhi Leonard on your fantasy team and, and what would you accept in a trade for Kawhi um, just to get rid of the headache uh, let me know down in the comments below if you are here on YouTube make sure you guys give this video a big old thumbs up and make sure you guys are subscribed we recently hit 6,000 subscribers so thank you so much for everyone who has done that I do know that a lot of you still watch this and are not subscribed we're going to be pumping out fantasy content all season long so make Make sure, you hit that subscribe button, uh, turn on the notification bell so you're going to get all our videos in time to make those decisions. And I will see you guys next time. Laters! Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app.